Welcome to the podcast and the church said. This podcast discusses faith, mental health, church, and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. I am Dr. Monique Smith Gatson, and I am your host for this podcast. Consider me your church counselor and consultant who is discipling the body and the members in mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. I am trained in both psychology and theology, equipped and equipping for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. This applies also to our special guests who have opinions and professional insights and expertise of their own. Their contribution is also not to be regarded as therapy. Our aim here is to hold conversation around these important topics regarding the church and mental health. So thank you for joining us for this episode. I'm so glad to have you join us on today. Thank you to those of you who continue to listen and follow and subscribe and share this podcast. I hope you will continue on with your support throughout this new year. So please continue to share with others about the podcast and encourage them to subscribe, you know, especially to those who we feel like this content will be beneficial. Thank you so much for those of you who leave the reviews and also rate our podcast. Please continue to do that. Um, Those ratings and those reviews do help us as podcasters. Um, As I always say, this is indeed an act of obedience to be of service. So it is greatly appreciated and is beneficial for us when you leave those ratings and those reviews because it does help us to get our content to those individuals that we are um, desperately trying to serve via the means of this podcast. So thank you so much for all that you do to help facilitate this work, this ministerial work um, of this podcast. So thank you all for that. Well, y'all, we have made it to a new year. Yes, this episode will be published on the second day of January, although you may listen to it another day or another month or another year. um, The initial publishing of the podcast will be on January the 2nd, 2022. My goodness. I just can't believe it. So I say happy new year, like out of formality and brevity. However, I have refrained, I have refrained to extend this thought that the hope, the peace, the comfort, and the love of Jesus be a companion to usher you and guide you throughout the upcoming days of the new year. That's my reframe of my statement, Happy New Year. Because for some, the new year does not always start on a festive and a happy note. And it can be offensive and overlooking for some who are wrestling and struggling with serious and complicated life issues. So my prayer is the hope that we have in our Savior being born. You know, we just celebrated the birth of Jesus just a a week or so ago. That same hope that we have in our Savior being born 
my hope is that we will use that. We will rely on that to um, be with us through the challenges and the joys and the hard times and the good times of this new year. Because we all know it's going to have a little bit of all of that, right? We have been focusing on how the Lord is with us despite what we are feeling during this Advent season. We looked to the life of Mary who carried the spirit of Christmas in her womb. We reflected on all of her emotional ups and downs and recognized how God was with her through every step of her journey. Last week, we focused on Mary treasuring the time and treasuring all of the things in her heart and pondering or meditating on them from Luke 2.19. And that kind of depends on your translation, um, depending on whether or not you'll read pondering or meditating, but I like both of the words. So today, I want to talk about journaling as a means of treasuring and pondering. So at face value, we can think of the word treasure being defined as something that is very special, important, or valuable. Ponder means to think about, to reflect on, to think or consider, especially quietly, soberly, and deeply. When something is treasured by us, we find ways to preserve it. For example, we can use shadow boxes or that archival paper and folders and scrapbooks or photo albums. And we can use picture frames or hope chests. These are just a few methods and means by which we treasure things that are valuable to us. Journals are another way that we preserve things that we treasure. There may be an experience that we want to remember the details of for the days and the months and the years to come. So journaling can be a way or journals can be a way that we preserve um, things that we treasure. I know for me personally, as I review my own journals for events that had transpired in the past, it brings to mind not only the experience, but the details that led up to that experience and that were surrounding that experience and even as a result of that experience. And as Mary treasured all of the things, even the shepherds um, being told that their confirmation would be that baby lying in the manger wrapped tightly in cloth. Remember, we talked about this last week and her pondering on that very detail when she was led to wrap her son tightly in cloth after she had given birth to him. And so when we reflect, when we, re when we reflect on these details, every little detail, we see where God meets us and met us in our lives. So let's define journaling. Miriam Webster, the dictionary defines journaling as to keep a personal journal, to enter or record daily thoughts and experiences, etc., in a journal. And so then the word journal is defined as um, two definitions I chose here 
as a record of experiences, ideas, or reflections that are kept regularly for private use or an account of day-to-day -day events. So I think that these two definitions capture what most people do when we are journaling. Now, Kenneth Boa, he presents journaling to us as a, as a means of um, spiritual discipline. So Boa says this about journaling. Many people have found that keeping a spiritual diary heightens their understanding of the unique process of spiritual formation through which God has been taking them. By recording our insights, feelings, and the stream of our experiences, we clarify the progress of our spiritual journey. This discipline relates closely to those of prayer, meditation, and study. Journaling enhances personal reflection, encourages us to record perspectives that we have received from scripture, and serves as another form of prayer. So we take our insights and our revelations and our prayers, and we can write those things down. And we can take like a passage of scripture and we can write what it means to us or what we're learning from that particular passage of scripture. And this is a way that journaling can be a means of our spiritual formation. Now for me, I had, and sometimes well, I had a specific journal that I used for listening. And what I was doing is when I was prompted to really engage in the discipline of listening as a means to cultivate and sharpen my hearing, my listening for God's voice. I had a journal that I used specifically for listening. And what I did is early in the morning when I would sit quietly before the Lord and say a prayer and would just record what I felt the Holy Spirit was saying to me. And then when things would come to pass or things were confirmed, I knew I had heard accurately from the Lord via the Holy Spirit. So that was a means of spiritual formation using journaling, using a listening journal as a means of spiritual formation. So the more I did it, the more um, it was confirmed, things that I was hearing were coming directly from the Holy Spirit. So I am forming more spiritually, right? I am growing in that area. I'm maturing and developing in that area. So we can see just by that example, how journaling can be used as a spiritual discipline. And our spiritual disciplines are a means, okay? A spiritual formation. They're always a means. They're not the end themselves, but they are a, a, a means to an end, which is to be conformed into the image of the sun. So again, journaling can be a means of spiritual formation, and it also can be a means to um, recover from trauma, to express our emotions, and to reduce anxiety, just to name a few. Another thing that we can use journaling for is to accomplish goals. 
A lot of people may be using journals at the beginning of the year, writing down what their goals are, and they use it as a means to keep them on track to see have they accomplished those goals. So journaling can be used for different reasons. Now, my desire is throughout this year that we will have the opportunity to gather in our online community, which is referred to as the church. And that acronym just stands for Caring for Hearts with Unwavering Restoration in Christian Hope. Church, Caring Hearts, Unwavering Restoration, Christian Hope. So this is a space where I just intend for it to be safe, where individuals can come and just learn more about and participate in emotional, mental, relational, and spiritual well-being and discipleship. I wholeheartedly believe that these are areas, these areas are means by which we equip for the work of the ministry. Because y'all, we are in a time where emotions are just all over the place, right? They're flying high, people are popping off. A lot of people are suppressing their emotions and basically we're just not regulated. Yes, some of this has to do with the pandemic, but I keep saying that some of this was there before the pandemic and the pandemic just has exasperated these things. And in order for us to care for the hearts of others, for those who are hurting and rejected and abused and traumatized and grieving, because all of these things are happening in um, increased measures, even during these times, we have to be able to regulate ourselves well and also believe unwaveringly in the restoration that we have in that Christian hope. But the Christian hope is found in Jesus. So there's that. Now back to my focus. I developed um, a journaling workbook called Session Notes, Intimate Times with God. And I discussed this back in episode number 31. But for this episode, I want to review some of what I highlighted in that episode 31 about the practice of journaling. I did mention, and I do usually mention that I prescribe journaling for the majority of my clients who are willing to engage in that process. And I find that this, um, that journaling especially works well with younger kids and teens and college students. See, I know personally the therapeutic and the spiritual gains that I have made over the many years of journaling. And this is why I'm such a firm believer and a fierce believer in the healing effects that are found in this practice. I engage in journaling daily. Now, I might miss a day or two, but typically I'm journaling at some point throughout most days. So back to this journaling workbook that I created, this resource that I created, I used the acronym SOAP, which is a form of documentation that we as clinicians use to record notes 
from our client sessions. But I took that acronym and I created a method to guide our journaling, especially maybe for when people just do not know exactly where or how to start. Because so often when people are dealing with issues that are affecting you know, our emotional and our mental well-being, we feel overwhelmed, don't we? We feel overwhelmed. And so this SOAP method is a way to break down those issues into manageable components that might not feel as overwhelming. So I just wanted to reiterate, as I did in episode 31, that there is a science that informs the journaling workbook. So I know sometimes people can open these things up and just look at it and it's like, okay, some lines and some prompts and okay. Yeah, but I can't speak for others, but I can only speak for me. I, I know the science behind um, some things and behind this thing I do. And therefore the science is what has informed the format, the SOAP format that I used in terms of this particular journaling workbook. Now, I'm just gonna give and just review a few of those objectives for this journal because um, I just wanna review this as I talk about, again, journaling as a means for us to treasure and to ponder. First of all, we focus on expression, okay? We prompt people to express what is going on in their lives? Like, what are the situations? No matter what they are, some people can say, oh, this is no big deal. Well, it can be no big deal or it can be a big deal to you. Doesn't matter. We just want you to have the opportunity to express that because we don't want things and feelings, thoughts and feelings to go unspoken for so long and to go suppressed. We, when we externalize these thoughts and these feelings, the hope is that the problems can then be viewed externally instead of internally as though they are a part of us. And then sometimes we can feel that it is unchangeable, but it's not. It's possible. It is. But we have to externalize it. We have to express it. And when we do that, that is the opportunity to get it up and out where we will, we will no longer suppress, okay? But we will now express what it is that has been these situations that we have been dealing with for however long we have, okay? So writing things down can be a way to view our situations and our obstacles externally. And that is really important. Secondly, we move to deconstruction. And so what we mean by that, I know there's a whole lot of talk around deconstructing things and that's not what I'm talking about. I, when I say deconstruction, I'm saying we just take the issue and we break it down into various segments. That's, that's what we're doing in my world when we are engaging in deconstruction. <clears throat> so when we just deconstruct our problems and our issues, we can frame the issues more specifically. 
And that helps us to keep us from overgeneralizing because when we overgeneralize, then we may be trying to hit at this, that, or the other, as opposed to getting very specific about what it is that has been bothering us. So it's really, really important for us to kind of um, shrink it down, kind of nail it down and get very specific about what's happening or what's been bothering us. So again, we will know how to better aim our um, efforts at that particular situation. So that is what we are talking about when we are saying deconstructing, okay? So part of my method, again, that I came up with to use with this journal is there is the um, process of deconstructing that is behind it. Okay, so that's one of the reasons why I use the acronym to break it up into various components. Next, when we have defined those issues more specifically and we gain more clarity about the issue, now we are in a better position to determine what are we going to do. So hopefully when we have done that, we are posturing ourselves in a way that can propel us to act. Yeah, and that's what we wanna do because sometimes we're stuck, right? We, we are stuck and we've been carrying things with us for so long that we're just like begging God for relief for. And if that is the case, that is what we are now wanting to do. We, we're wanting to say, what is it now that we can do? What can we do? How can we act? Now that we have expressed and externalized this, now that we have gotten to the place where we have defined it with more um, specificity, now what can we do? We get to move to a place of action, okay? And then lastly, once we have decided this is what we will do, uh, here are our list of options. You know, we can try this, we can try that, we can see which one is going to be the most effective. Then now we can pray about what it is that we are choosing to do. We can pray and ask the Lord to guide our efforts and to you know, ensure that it is aligned with his word, because we definitely want to make certain that all of the um, actions that we do, even about the issues that, that um, bother us, we want to make sure that these things align with the word of God, okay? So once we are able to determine and make a list of possible action um, items, we then pray. We ask the Lord for his guidance. We ask him for his strength. We ask him for his wisdom, even with the actions that we have determined that we will do so that when we target these particular issues, we want to be effective. We want, we want to walk toward our well-being and our healing. So as we enter into this new year, I know that there are various goals that people set for themselves. And sometimes those goals may be spiritual in nature. Some people say, you know, I want to be closer to God. I want to read the Bible more. I want to pray more. 
whatever the case may be, whatever your spiritual goals are. And then sometimes some people may have the goal to deal with those issues of their past that have just been persistent and pesky. Yeah, that's somebody's goal for 2022. And so I happen to be equipped to equip in both of these areas. My training is to use the clinical skills to help promote well-being in the areas of our mental health, which also includes our emotional and our relational health. These things are always undergirded with spiritual insights from the Bible. I want us to be able to understand that like Mary, we get to treasure all of the things and ponder them in our hearts. So many times we are told not to feel a way, not to say a thing, not to do a thing, and that could possibly facilitate our well-being. Those things that we're being told like not to do. But when that process is interrupted, we can become unknowingly stagnated in our emotional and mental well-being. And it also impacts us spiritually. So journaling is a way that when others cannot walk with us through this process, we can still express and outline our thoughts and our emotions because it is indeed a means of expression. And our goal in our online community is to facilitate that process, to be a support, to be a guide, to be a person who cares. So that link to purchase my journaling workbook will be in the show notes. And understand that this is only one means, okay? It is one means that I created Felt like I had a burst of creative insight that came from the Lord himself. And I designed and created this particular workbook, okay? Um, But there are several other ways to journal, several other ways to journal. This one just happens to be a guided approach for those who desire a bit of structure to get started. And we will be soon announcing a time to gather and start journaling together as we learn ways to promote our well-being. We're going to come together and just journal together, okay? There'll be more on that in the days and the weeks to come, Lord willing. But yeah, we want to start journaling together so that we can start to treasure all of the things and then to ponder then to see how God meets us right where we are. Underscoring the theme for our time in Advent and reflection on Mary's life, that the Lord is indeed with us. Even as we sit in reflection, in order to move through the new year in ways that promote our well-being. We have to reflect on all of the things. We treasure all of the things. The Lord is with us through the fears and the confusion, the hesitation, the curiosity, the relief, and the joy. We can treasure all of these things 
through journal. Isaiah 30, verse 8. Go now, write it on a tablet in their presence, and inscribe it on a scroll. It will be for the future, forever and ever. Until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call to consider journaling as a means of treasuring all of the things, to give you that opportunity to meditate and to ponder, what will be your response? And the church said,